0: Welcome to Beer Here.
1: This week we speak to one of the three brothers behind Jack's Abbey Brewing.
0: This all-lager brewery based in Framingham, Massachusetts, recently launched in New York City.
1: You might learn a few things about the brewery. One thing I learned was they are not misspelling their name when they spell Abbey A-B-B-Y and why that is will be revealed in the podcast. Props to the man from Framingham. We're at Judy and Punch in Astoria for one of the numerous New York City releases for Jack's Abbey and I'm sitting here with one of the three brothers, owners of the brewery Sam Hendler. You just started... Distributing in New York City, New York State, what uh, last week? Yeah, so New York State. We've
0: actually been distributed in upstate New York for about two years now, but this is our first time coming into Westchester County in New York City, and uh, yeah, just last week we had our first event at Blind Tiger over in Manhattan.
1: Excellent. And how's the reception so far?
0: So far, so good. Yeah, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's fun to come to the market with something a little bit unique and that's what's the really fun part about brewing all lagers is you know, it's not just launching another brewery with an IPA, a pale ale, and a porter where we're bringing something a little bit different to the table.
1: That's the main focus of the brewery is, is it's a lager brewery.
0: Yeah, exclusively lagers. Uh, right there in the name, Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers, it's uh, who we are.
1: We'll talk a little bit more about the specific beers that you guys brew and the brewery itself, but let's talk a little bit about history. You guys were founded in 2011? Yep,
0: found by myself, uh, my two brothers, Jack and Eric, and, uh, yeah, we opened up summer 2011, so we're coming up on five years now.
1: And you're based in Massachusetts?
0: Yep, Framingham, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, and, uh,
1: yeah. And when you guys started five years ago the brew was a lot smaller than it is today
0: yeah so we started with a a pretty nice little setup uh, we had about six thousand square feet we had a 20 barrel brew house a couple 40 barrel fermenters so it wasn't tiny tiny we made 500 barrels of beer that first year we we started out i'd say you know we've grown very quickly but i feel like really do feel like we've made most of the steps on the way. I don't think we've skipped too many steps. We didn't open up, you know, making 5,000 barrels a year. We've grown quickly, but we've made each step along the way, I think.
1: And I've read that the new brew house, the new facility, is 10 times that size.
0: Yeah, the new new place is 67,000 square feet. We have a beautiful automated 60-barrel brew house. We have 240-barrel fermenters. Um, it's a it's a pretty large place maybe the best feature of it is a a 200 seat beer hall which is a whole lot of fun and uh, yeah we're we're a real brewery now or something (laughs) like that
1: at that size obviously it's important to reach outside your your home market to sell beer
0: yes listen there are realities to building a big facility you don't do it if you don't have growth in mind then we do have growth in mind we've been rolling out some new markets this year that being said we have zero ambitions of being even attempting to be a national brand we we see ourselves as a strong brand in the northeast a brand that hopefully we will build to be relevant in every market in the northeast um, but beyond that we you know I I don't think we'll ever see our beer shipping across the country.
1: Let's talk about the beers. Do you guys have a couple flagship beers?
0: Yeah, so there are two beers that are really, you know, the anchors of the brewery. One has been an anchor since day one, Hoponius Union. Uh, it really kind of perfectly encapsulates what we do at the brewery. It's a India Pale Lager, so we're, we're taking kind of the best of both worlds. We're taking... The you know the beautiful hopping of American craft breweries using citrus, centennial, awesome grapefruit aromatics, nice bitter bite. But then we're using German techniques and processes, and uh, that nice clean, crisp lager finish. It makes it a little bit more approachable, a little bit more crushable. The other beer that has turned into a flagship really quickly. We actually just released full-time a couple months ago is house lager Um, house is trying to do everything as true and traditional and authentic as possible so we're we're importing malt from germany we are importing hops directly from a a farmer in bavaria Uh, we are using a decoction in the in the brew house we are naturally carbonating. We're using the spunding technique where we bung up the tanks at the tail end of fermentation, which builds up pressure to carbonate the batch. So we're really putting a ton of effort into not just getting German ingredients but also having real authentic German processes to make the beer and make a really in my opinion, wonderful German-style golden lager.
1: Uh, that's what we're both drinking right now, is the uh, Helleslager, lager. Haus lager. 5.2% ABV. It's a it's got a nice golden color. It's got a really nice malt character, uh, balanced hops bitterness. It's wonderful.
0: It's mostly pilsner malt. There's a little bit of Vienna giving it a little bit of body, a little bit of a touch of sweetness. That decoction gives it a little bit of that sweetness as well. Hops just getting a nice herbal, earthy hop note to it nothing intense not too much bitterness but a little bit of balance to that malty sweetness and really makes for a in my opinion a beautiful beer
1: when you guys got started what was the inspiration the idea behind doing a lager only brewery
0: yeah so i'll be honest and say the day we opened we didn't think we'd be exclusively lagers um we did always want to focus on loggers. Jack, uh, my oldest brother Jack, is the the head brewer. He had worked uh, in breweries for a while. He did school for brewing, the Siebel-Domans joint program, uh, which was partially in Chicago and partially in Munich. And really, when he spent time at Domans in Munich, he fell in love as you can pretty much guarantee anybody who spends time drinking beer in Bavaria will, he fell in love with wonderful lagers. He wanted to bring that back to the U.S. He also really came up with this idea of not just doing German-style lagers, but for some reason, there are plenty of breweries that make a lager. Plenty of craft breweries make a lager, but almost all of them, it's A token pilsner or it's uh you know maybe in the winter months they throw a doppelbach into the tanks but you don't see experimentation with lagers and i mean if there's anything that craft breweries in the u.s are doing is experimenting with everything with every style with every ingredient with any i mean they're playing music to their beer while fermenting uh we're we're trying everything But for some reason, people weren't doing that same, bringing that same experimentation to lagers. And we thought that was an awesome opportunity, something that, you know, it's really hard to differentiate yourself in the world of craft beer right now, and we have it built into almost every beer we make.
1: Over the course of the last five years or so, what are some of the lager experiments that you've done that you think are unique, that stand out?
0: I mean, the first fall, we brewed a 8.5%, called it a double IPL, so just exceptionally hoppy lager with all New Zealand hops, so lots of Nelson and Montueca. It was called Kiwi Rising. It was all New Zealand hops, and each hop edition was larger than the previous, so relatively small bittering additions, And as the additions went further, they became larger, finishing up with some massive dry-hopping additions. The reaction to it was crazy. You know, there weren't really anybody, and many people making a single IPL to bring a double IPL was pretty unique. And then more recently, we've been playing with barrel-aging lagers. Uh, I think a great example is our series of lager wines that we've done. For the last three years, we've been brewing a lager wine that we age for nine months in barrels, each year naming it after what's going on with the family. Uh, so there was Baby Maker, which was in honor of Jack and Abby getting pregnant the first time. There was Bride Maker, which was in honor of myself getting engaged to my beautiful wife. And there, this year is brewery maker in honor of you know the the last year that we spent really solely focused on building our new facility.
1: Kind of like a barley wine.
0: Yeah, it's essentially a barley wine. That being said, we're we're fermenting it with a lager yeast, and uh, you know it, it is. It is a commitment to ferment a 13% beer with lager yeast. You are going to give that beer multiple months of tank time, and then we age it in barrels for about nine months. So it's about a year-long process to make one of those lager wines for us.
1: Are you using just one strain of lager yeast? or
0: We have used the same strain of lager yeast since day one. So that's... Of all the, the logistical issues that do come with making lagers due to the you know the lengthy residence time and fermenters, the one nice thing we have logistically is we always have healthy yeast ready to pitch into another tank. We only have to uh, start a new fresh pitch of yeast every, every six to eight weeks.
1: And you mentioned Jack's wife. Her name's Abby.
0: Yeah, that's where the name comes from. So, Jack's Abbey, my brother is Jack, and his wife's name is Abby. That's also why we spell Abby without an E.
1: You kind of inadvertently answered a question that I was going to ask, so...
0: Yeah, so, uh, it's actually the name dates back to their wedding. Jack brewed all the beer for the wedding, and uh, they wanted to put beautiful labels on it and came up with the name Jack's Abbey Brewing, and uh, that name just... Stock as we went through the process of opening a brewery, it's a name that means a lot to us and seems to be a little catchy. So I go around accounts, and you know, <laughs> with the proliferation of blackboards as a draft list, okay. all over Boston, there are these draft lists that have Jack's Abbey on it. And there's this weird gap between the B and the Y, because they spelled it wrong, and I went in... <laughs> wicked my thumb and got rid of that e and uh yeah so there are all these funny gaps between the b and the y those are my doing
1: well if, if anybody learns anything during this podcast i think that that might be the one thing
0: <laughs> i hope we didn't promise anybody they would learn something during this
1: hopefully they're drinking a Jack abby beer while they're listening and that's enough enough education that's all education you need <laughs> that sounds good to me Sam, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule as you travel all around the city introducing people to this fantastic Jack's Abbey Lager Brewery. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is fun. Cheers. Cheers. Prost. <laughs>